0: Welcome to The Gem Series, powered by Rocket Level. On this podcast, we empower entrepreneurs to succeed by setting big goals, executing like a pro, and having a fearless mindset. The Gem Series is all about investing in yourself. We're here to share the path to getting what you want out of life by sharing the stories of entrepreneurs who have done this themselves, providing thorough research from our team on what careers and habits are yielding the best results, and discussing the mindset it takes to overcome the obstacles that all future entrepreneurs will face. Investing in yourself starts with putting in the work every single day, and this podcast is here to help you do exactly that. My name is Blake Chapman. I'm the vice president of the ambassador program here at Rocket Level, and I'm thrilled to be your host for the gym series. Hello and welcome to the gym podcast, everybody. Today we have a very, very special guest, Missy Pitter, with us. Hi, Missy. It's so great to have you on. Um, Just to give you guys a little background about Missy, uh, Missy actually interned initially forever ago Uh, really not that long because you've been moving at warp speed, Um, but uh, interned over here at rocket level with us, um, studied at Georgia Tech, uh, got a degree in chemical and biomolecular engineering, um, and then worked as a uh, business analyst at one of the biggest consulting firms in the world, McKinsey & Company. Um, Transitioned, has passions in yoga, became a yoga instructor, and now is a co-founder of Beaming Health. Um, So, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what what brought you to this point from being uh, passionate about, you know, chem engineering to going into marketing to ultimately starting something that was uh, for you and aligned with what your passions are and what you believe in, which is uh, Beaming Health, which is helping uh, families with, you know, children that have autism and, uh, you know, also I, I, I read on the website that you're also branching out to help generally anybody with with special needs too, right? Um, so super, super excited to, to dive into that. Um, you know, big thing with Missy is that uh, most people, you know, I and this is kind of my first question for you, right, is for many, when, whenever they are in a position like you're at where you get the big job at McKinsey, um, some might feel like you've, uh, you know, arrived or like, be content with that right but you seem to keep going after bigger goals and now you're a co-founder at beaming health and working on a number of other projects and there's been this really big shift recently where a lot of people are kind of taking a similar road to you um, and wanting to invest in themselves and go after their true passions and this seems like what uh what what you're doing so i wanted to kind of start from the beginning what led you down this road
1: yeah. Blake, thank you so much for having me. I'm uh, so excited. How, how, are, how are
0: you doing? How are you doing? I'm
1: doing great. I'm awesome. doing great.
0: No, we're uh, thrilled to have you on.
1: What led me down this road? Um, it's such a good question. It's funny how you always hear some of these things. It seems like people often sort of retrospectively say, oh, yes, this is the perfect story and the plan that I had going on. Yeah. All of these pieces fell on. But no, for, for, for me, all of this, it the path was usually led i just i had a some idea of where i was going and even if that place where i was going changed i've always been chasing something and for me that's always been about healthcare and health i grew up in san diego around lots of really cool biotech stuff and honestly just felt really lucky to grow up there i felt like i was given so much and if i didn't do something really awesome with everything i was given that um yeah like, what am i doing you know i've yeah. such a great community here with the access to education that I had and resources that I had. Um, so I was just super excited to do something in health and
0: um,
1: have, yeah. That's <laughs> no,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, so you've always had this passion for, for health, um, you know, but just because people have a passion for health, that doesn't mean that necessarily they would start their own uh venture right so what made you do that you know not not many people take the leap and and go for it like like you are right now uh what what kind of led to the, have you always had that mentality were you the one with uh, the lemonade stand out front and had this uh, entrepreneurial mindset about things or um yeah what what do you think about Yeah, what are your thoughts on on that
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I am the last person who thought I was going to start a company. Honestly, my brother was way more entrepreneurial than I. He was (laughs) out there hustling always. And I was always super risk averse, studied, was taking the paths that were well-traveled. And it really, for me, I was so lucky to spend the past couple of years at Stanford Business School. And of course, being in the Bay Area, there's a lot of energy around startups and entrepreneurship. And I was like, yeah, that's really cool. But, you know, I really loved my time at McKinsey and planned to go back. And for me, it was really just being in that environment, realizing how much I really loved and valued the flexibility and opportunity that came with starting something on your own. And I thought after that, you know, oh, maybe I'll do that, you know, in 10 years or something when I have more of yeah. an idea where I'm headed. But I was so lucky to be paired up with my friend and now co-founder Chris in a class about making healthcare better. And he had brought this idea for what we're working on now, Beaming Health, around improving the experience of families of children with special needs. And it was born out of his work experience. And I was just so lucky to be in a situation where it was right team, right problem, right time. I feel incredibly passionate about what we're working on personally and professionally. It honestly didn't even feel like a, a choice. I just, it was something I had to do. And again, yeah, I'm so risk averse. I wouldn't be Working on it, unless I just felt so adamant that this had to exist and know that this will work and help a ton of people. So,
0: absolutely, it was, it right.
1: never feels like a choice. And now, sorry, one last thing. No, no, I, please. Yeah. Whenever uh, people ask, you know, oh, how is work going? How's it going? I really don't feel like I have a job. That, that to me is the difference. Like, I really liked a lot of the yeah. stuff I worked on at McKinsey, but. It's still at the end of the day, it just, it felt like work and this now doing our own thing, starting our own company, even though I'm doing a lot of arguably similar tasks, it doesn't feel that way. It just feels so much more purposeful and that, that autonomy is really powerful.
0: Absolutely. Uh, So there's so much to be said about, you know, obviously finding that kind of that autonomy in yourself and uh, getting to do a little bit more of what you want. I think that's, we all want. Some version of that for ourselves, you know, and uh, I, I can imagine it's super freeing. Um, but you know, it takes a lot of discipline to be able to make that happen, right? There's not, there's not us. Uh, there's no instant gratification with it. There's, it's very much like a long term grind. So, what was was there a moment in in time where you were, you know, where you were? just thinking to yourself, you know, this is something I want to do. And what kind of a game plan did you put together to get yourself there? Like, did you have what were your what were your goals like? And how did you get to the point where you executed on those? And uh, what was your what was your mindset around that? You know, Um, that's what we're all about here is goals, execution and mindset. So you're going to hear me uh, bring it back to that every now and then too. you know,
1: we we love that. I've always been a super goal oriented person. I do goals at the start of every year. And uh, starting a company w- was not on the list. So in this in this case, me and my co-founder were in a class that started as a class project. We started digging into it, and as part of that, when we were starting the company, we did a lot of needs finding. So going mm-hmm. out and talking to potential customers just to say, would you be willing to buy this before we even start building it? Uh, and as part of that process it brought us to an investor who wanted to write our first check who was really adamant you're really on to something here how much do you want you both need to do this for real and that was a catalyst for me and my co-founder say oh my goodness this is a real we're on to something real here yeah we got it for a few weeks make sure we're really committed to both the concept and to each other and aligned on the kind of company we want to build and how we want to build it and if all those things are true like in a lot of ways, the safest bet you can make is on yourself. And it's kind of rare that you're in the situation we were, where we had access to the right, the right problem, the right team at the right time.
0: Absolutely. And I like what you said about sometimes the safest bet that you can make is on yourself. Uh, I've found that that's increasingly true uh, as we, you know, especially nowadays Uh, so many people got laid off the last couple of years uh, and now, we're in this phase where people are actually calling it the Great Resignation, right? It's hard to it's hard to even keep anybody. Um, so, what you know, what would you maybe say to somebody that was thinking about going and starting something of their own, you know? And they and, and just based on your experience, you know, what 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 would you maybe tell somebody uh, it, the one of the good things, maybe one of the bad things about it?
1: Yeah, and I yeah, very familiar about the Great Resignation and. All of that, I would first and say, first, just say it's it's so liberating. Like I just (laughs) would so strongly encourage it. But as someone who's pretty risk averse, like what I would have said to me before I'd made the decision is just the floor is high. Like um, if you have a path towards something that you could do on your own that you feel pretty good about, just the the worst case outcome isn't that. I don't have this most inspiring thing, but the floor is high. What's the worst case? Like there are so many opportunities, like you said, with the great resignation, if you go out there and really bet on yourself, you try something, uh, the opportunities are pretty limitless. And it's, it's good to know that for a lot of folks, considering these types of opportunities, there are great options for them. You know, if it, if it doesn't happen to work out and that's totally okay. I just think getting comfortable with failure and, uh just shifting toward that mindset of uh in my mind you know if you're not failing every so often are you really pushing
0: yourself um, absolutely yeah absolutely pushing your threshold you know um i think that's that's so true that's something that i i i've definitely learned so much this year is uh getting to the point where uh you you, you welcome failure rather than rather than fear it um because you're, uh, yeah, like, you you know, the floor, the, you know, it's, it's, the floor is, uh, is, is pretty high, like you said. And if you're not doing, then ultimately that's kind of the biggest failure, right? You're because that's actually, well, I'd say that's 100% chance of failure is if you don't execute. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty simple. And I also loved what you mentioned about, um, mentioned about, uh, being somebody that is, uh, Recognizing that even if it doesn't work out, there are still so many options that are available for people, um, and that it's probably the right season to try something, right? And uh, and go after it. I mean, people are are calling it uh, the Great Resignation. There's also these terms of like the YOLO economy, which you might have seen that too, right? Uh, and I, you know, some people are, are are you know, there's mixed mixed reviews on on it from uh, from multiple different people, but I think. I get really excited about it because I see a lot of people that are going to be doing, uh, you know, what they're truly driven to do. And I believe that when you're doing what you're driven to do, that brings out the best in you and gives you the most opportunity to make a true impact. Um, What do you kind of think about this great resignation that's going on right now and uh, the yellow economy and, you know, this, this big shift, what do you think is like, yeah, is going to be some of the outcomes of it?
1: Yeah. I, I, I would say the a big shift that I hear about all the time from folks that are part of this resignation is just everyone is in the absence of being able to be in community in the office, which a lot of us no longer had these past couple of years, it became very clear how much you cared or didn't care about the actual job you were doing or the content mm-hmm. of your work. I knew, and I still have a lot of friends who loved their jobs in part, or largely in part because of the great people they got to work with. But then all of a sudden everyone's not around the great people that they love to work with anymore. And it just, uh, I think, caused a lot of people to start to say, do I really find meaning and purpose and enjoy the the work itself? And so I I think that's that's an outcome that we're seeing. And we're super lucky as a company that's more mission-oriented to be benefiting from that and getting a lot of interest from folks who do want to make a difference in their work. Um, That's probably the biggest, biggest one that I would see. And along with... You know, all the other things that came out of the
0: COVID. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Also for our for our viewers, are you hiring over there right now?
1: <laughs> yeah. We're always hiring. We always right. ABR ABR always be recruiting. So
0: <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Um, I you know, something I wanted to ask about a little bit because whenever I was, you know, doing doing my uh my my talks with with Vu, obviously who's our mutual acquaintance here. Um I you know I was looking and I was like, what, what sparked it in you to go from working at McKinsey to pursuing something new, like, like, uh, going after yoga for all those years too. Like I wanted to maybe talk about that period of your life. Uh, and yeah. yeah, hear about what you, um, yeah. How, how maybe you grew from that and, and, uh, you know, where, where you were, where your head was, was at in that, in that phase of life, because I think it's really inspiring that, uh, yeah, you, you were wanting to be somebody that's really well-rounded and, uh, do some and, and, and seize the day. That's kind of what I see because I'm, I see somebody that's, that's, uh, taking the present moment and, and going after something and developing maybe another passion of yours. Um, but I won't fill in the blanks. I'd love to hear from you, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, when I was working in consulting, we went, we were on a retreat at work and the question was asked to all of us, what is missing from your life? Like what is, what is something, that you really value or love that you don't feel like you're you're getting right now. And after doing some reflection on a lot of that, I realized the thing I was missing was performance. So I love music. I used to do a lot of improv and theater. I love to be on a stage and put on a show. And at the same time, I also really love health and wellness and did a lot of yoga myself. So through conversations with a friend at this retreat, my friend brought up the idea, well, why wouldn't you? You could go and teach yoga, which... Coincidentally, is actually a perfect pa- perfect combination of those things. The things I was missing around performance. You know, you design the sequence and pick the music and you set the stage and you create a space for people. Um, so I yeah I left that really excited that year. That was one of my I try to do three big goals every year, and that was one of my mine that year to go and get trained. And I'm so thankful to have done that, and now try to do yoga classes for friends all the time. But that that was sort of the impetus that was just thinking about what, it, what is it that I'm sort of missing that I'd love to have more of in my life? And how can mm-hmm. I make that happen?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that that's what, you know, we're all trying to, to whenever I, I guess, whenever I say we, I'm, anybody that's watching this podcast, right, is anybody that wants to invest in themselves and um, enrich their life in some way. Uh, there's, I think there's a lot of fear around maybe satisfying that part of yourself. Like me, I, I play music a lot as well. And that's something that I'm incredibly passionate about. Um, and you know, a lot of people don't make the time to, uh, indulge, you know, go after those passions and grow that part of their brain. Uh, it seems like for you, it's been so productive, you know, finding, finding a way to marry passion with, uh, with work. Um, So could you tell me a little bit about, about that? Like, is there, can you see ways that, you know, your passions overlap with like your career and how they all kind of weave into, weave in and out of each other and, and how one informs the other?
1: Yeah, it's such a good question. Cause I don't know that it's something I did super consciously, but I, I think because I think a lot about why I do what I do in relation to work and hobbies it sort of naturally sort of happened it's like oh I love things related to health and then I just sort of actively tried to see where I could overlap just to do more of the things that I loved as an example with yoga now that we're building this company for families of children with autism I'm this year one of my big things is to get trained to teach uh yoga for children with special needs and all of the things that come along with that. So that'll be a really fun way to take, oh, something I love and apply it to where I'm working professionally now. But I, I think there are opportunities for everyone or hopefully <laughs> I should <Yeah. laughs> But I do think uh, a lot of times it's just making the time to actually think about that and then just make a, make a plan to get it done. I'm one of those people I need a lot of accountability Mm -hmm. in my my life. And so I'm a big proponent of, I have a whiteboard. I have a tracker on my own computer where I set up my goals over periods of time. And I'll tell them to friends or family too, just to make sure I'm really.
0: To put it out there. Yeah. 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 That's
1: uh, social accountability.
0: Absolutely. And And these goals that you're setting are, are these on an, on an annual basis or like a five-year thing or, or what, what's, what's that? Like,
1: yeah, for some of the 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 bigger things I'll do around New Year's Classic, but I'll try to do really tangible three things every year. So it's very clear at the end of every year, did I do that or did I didn't, mm-hmm. did I not? Um, so I, I love to do that. And then day to day on a more regular basis, I love the concept um, in Atomic Habits. It's one of my favorite books of all time, but it talks about how... Every choice that you make is casting a vote in favor of an identity. So I know this is super meta, but yeah, the kind of person you want to be, you say, like, oh, I'd love to be someone who's more musical, for example. It's like, okay, well, you can just say that every day or you could say, okay, maybe it's as simple as, you know, I'm going to start taking music lessons next week, or I'm going to create time 10 minutes every day. Things like that are things we can all do. And I found I've just been trying to push myself more on casting votes in favor of the person I want to be in a lot of categories. So
0: wow. Cool. Yeah, well, okay. So it sounds like, you know, we, you're a very goals oriented person. So you 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 have no trouble oh, at all. Okay. And, you, and you have a good system for setting those goals and, uh, you know, analyzing them. And then the execution piece that that maybe that's where that would fall in is is uh, that's how you allow yourself to be able to execute them. I'd love to hear um, a little bit of like, what is your 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 kind of mindset around all of this to where you're just open-minded and uh, able to able to just lean in and, and go after something? Because I think so many people, you know, I, I, I found like there's so many different ways that you can push yourself to move forward. A lot of it is like, just don't, obviously there's like the base level things, like don't focus on what you can't control. Um, you know, be welcome failure, like we were talking about, but for everybody that's listening like what are what are your things that maybe do you have any like mantras that you give yourself uh that kind of I don't know if you're into mantras, I'm definitely like a <laughs> mantra driven person, but yeah. yeah
1: no i I get roasted by friends all the time for my me
0: mantras. too <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm so, yeah, I will, I won't go into that, but yeah, I've definitely, I like that too.
1: (laughs) You can go so far, Blake, as to put mantras at the end of emails periodically and I'll (laughs) rotate them. But one that I have right now is um, Muhammad Ali. If your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. That's
0: Um, yeah. That's that's amazing.
1: And um, I also appreciate, I don't know, I'm someone who's really comfortable with discomfort and failure. I kind of thrive on it and I, I'm, as you've been asking questions, I've been trying to think about why that is. I think it's just realizing in a, in the moment when failures happened for me and I talk to people about it, people really connect with it or there's something really powerful about failing and then sharing that with other people. Just, I just, I I think I love connecting with people more than almost anything. And what I've realized is when I fail on something and then talk about it and think about what I've learned from it, it draws, a lot of people are drawn to that and you end up connecting with more people and learning from that. It's just this really powerful cycle. And I think it's gotten me to this place where it's like, oh yeah, failure is awesome. Like I learn things and it I is. connect with other people and it makes other people feel like, oh, it's okay for me to fail. Like we're all humans and trying to do good things. And yeah. So no. I think that's sort of what's the cycle there for me has been. Is just try to, you know, head toward the things I want to make happen. And then if it doesn't work out, that's okay. We learn, we talk about it and connect with people because of it. And it's, yeah, it's fun.
0: Well, it seems like you might have the superpower of reverse engineering failure, right? And taking it backwards from, okay, why did I fail? Providing (laughs) learning from that and then going to a point where you can, uh, you know, explain, hey, this is... um, you know, this is like how we, we got here. This is what I learned from the experience um, and being really open about it. And, uh, you know, honestly being grateful for it. That's something that I, I found that if you can lean into failure like that, um, yeah, it's, it is it is a superpower in the sense of uh, it allows you to, you know, you know, like this is my, just like with working out or anything like that, or in, in yoga, you know, this is like as far as I can go. And then you can see how much further you can go the next time, you know. Um, and you wouldn't know that if you didn't fail, uh, <laughs> right? I.
1: Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no.
0: You, you please.
1: Uh, two other things that came to mind is uh, one of my the CEO of one of my clients while I was in consulting. Uh, we did a workshop, and he was big on you. Don't learn from your mistakes. You learn from reflecting on your mistakes. And so I actually co-opted something he did and shared that he did, which was anytime there was a failure in his life that was particularly notable, he would take the time to sit down, write about it in this Word doc that he has and write about what he learned from it and thought about how he would change based on that, which I thought was really powerful. And so I've tried to do the same thing, too. And there are more notable times in life that have been challenging. Just taking the time to sit down and think about it instead of just letting that go by was one.
0: That's so powerful. I... Love that. I, uh, I'm going to start doing that today. I, uh, I think that's, I think that's great. Um, being able to go back and, you know, reflect on it months down the road, or, you know, maybe when you're not swept up with all of the like euphoria of coming to a realization is, is really empowering, I think. And also when you're down, you can look back and, and reflect back and be like, Oh, I've, I'm like light years past where I was maybe, a year a year ago or anything like that um how long have you kept this kind of running word doc going so far
1: yeah no that's a good question probably since 2017 so it's been wow five years now whoa
0: that's amazing (laughs) so yeah do you flip through it every day every now and then and um
1: yeah yeah. it's almost like a journal in its own right and it's kind of fun it's like time traveling to go back and read through it but uh, yeah. the other thing, Blake, there was a word you said that I really like a lot uh, and emphasize a lot around gratitude. I'm a big believer in the power of that, um, the power of handwritten thank you notes to others. And also, um, I use a gratitude journal every day. It's the other thing I get roasted for in addition to my mantras.
0: No, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's called the five minute journal. They have a book and an app, but it's, I I don't know. I was enge- an engineer. I would never have liked writing very much. So it was really nice to have this very short, structured way for me to start every single day with what are what are the good things going on? What am I going to do to make today a great day? And, and all that stuff has been really helpful for me.
0: Yeah. Well that's uh I, I think that's another another great one is also being able to, you know, as much as you're going after your failures is also, you know, practicing gratitude and also tracking your 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 wins too, right? Um, you know, for me, I, I, I think it's important for everybody to kind of have mental backstops that they can always go back to if they feel like they really hit a wall and then come back to another place where you felt like, uh, yeah, this is, you know, I've achieved this and pull all these things that can kind of fuel you and move you forward. Um, so yeah, I, I love the, yeah, I love the gratitude journal. I, I'm a big fan of journaling and like, tracking all of that down. Uh, so the five, you said it's called the five minute gratitude journal, the five minute journal, the five minute journal. Okay, cool. Um, I want to hear, so unless you had a thought, uh, but I I just want to hear a little bit about like, because it sounds like you, you do all kinds of stuff right now. Um, what are you doing that you're like the most excited about right now? And, uh, yeah, What what what's maybe like a, a particular project that, that you're working on that, that gets you the most fired up? Uh, yeah, right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the vast majority of my time these days is with the startup, with Beaming Health, where uh, we're moving really quickly and making a lot of good progress and learning a lot and learning what's working, learning what's not working. Um, project I'm really excited about is we're building out a parent community which is so cool. I'm a huge believer in the power of community and just setting up the right systems in place to help people come together to help everyone. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really excited about that. I've been learning so, so much about how to get a community off the ground and doing a lot of reading about how many people do you need in it to start and what are the kinds of things that foster trust and how do you keep up engagement? So super excited about the potential for that and everything that comes with that.
0: No, that's, uh, that's, that's incredible. Uh, Yeah. The power of community is, I mean, it's so, it's so crucial. I, uh, I, I work with communities in maybe a different capacity, but in the same way, I, you know, I, we, I work with small businesses, right. And uh, my whole thing that makes me so excited is to see that small businesses have this direct impact on the community and they quite literally are the community. Um, So, you know, with, with, Community building for you has that always been a focus in in your life? And uh, you know, I, I it sounded like initially your driving force was this uh, desire to give back after learning about biotech and and health uh, and all of this. But this it sounds like maybe community is a pretty big factor in this this whole thing too.
1: Yeah, I loved what you were talking about with why you love working on small business, and I think. For me with health, it's health is just behind pretty much every everything that we do. And it's something that's so easy to take for granted. And I've always I've just always had kind of a latent interest in that. But when it comes to actual work for me and like why this, this matters so much and why this company matters so much, it's just unreal to me how hard it is for families of anyone with complex conditions, but also special needs to just find and access the most basic things that they need. And I feel it just fires me up, blood-boilingly so, to think about families that are spending hundreds of hours and thousands and thousands of dollars every year to get stuff that they should be getting right away. It's just unacceptable. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: I just get so fired up about the injustices in healthcare and the criminal justice system. All of that stuff um, is is uh, really gets me going. And whenever friends come to me, and they're like, oh, you found this thing you're so passionate about that's so lucky. I don't really know where to, to start another mantra I love a lot is like, what's something you would die for? Like find something you would die Mm. for for it. And that's, this is definitely that category for me.
0: Um, Wow. Yeah. Um, that's, I think that's so, so powerful. Um, the idea of like, what is something that, that, that you would die for? Because, you know, there's so many of us that we probably do have these? Uh, we all have some sort of ideal that's ingrained into us. Um, so it sounds like for you, has that just been like a a, a driving force, making allowing you to kind of you know lean into this and and work as uh, as hard as you can to make it happen? And uh, I I guess my point here, right, is is whenever you start um, fighting these driving forces, it, do you ever feel like you kind of tap into like limitless energy sometimes? Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. seasons of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a bit what I was talking about before. And for better or worse, right, it doesn't feel like work. And yeah. the challenge, of course, that comes with that is that I end up wanting to work on it all the time. And, yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, we all have seasons where that's required, but it is such a marathon, not a sprint. And so I do have to make sure I'm gut checking myself when those. Times <laughs> come
0: well, you know, yeah, yeah. Got to give your, yourself time to heal up and uh Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I, I've obviously been talking to everybody at the office and they're saying that, you know, whenever you were working here as a, as, you know, as an intern, like a while ago, uh, you would bring your guitar to the office and you've always been like really, you know, (laughs) in like creative and and inspired. And I I wanted to know, like, where did you get all of that creative inspiration from? Like, you know, you, you you mentioned you know risk averse, and you, you seem like you're pretty multi multifaceted as a person. You know, um, so I uh, I I'd love to know where yeah where do you where do you draw some of that creative inspiration from, and are you a, are you kind of a free spirit also? As in 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 addition to being very like driven and focused and all of this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's such a good question. I I really huh. That's a good question. I I mean my maybe... Visceral reaction. I just love to learn. I love, uh, like, learning new things. It's one of my, my favorite things. So I think that's probably the primary driver behind this, what might look kind of random smattering of interest. But I, I just genuinely love love learning and getting getting into all kinds of different things. Recently tried Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu just because... Whoa, really? Uh, I just you know? uh,
0: I just went to a class, too. <laughs> that's
1: oh, okay. Super cool, right? Yeah, I, yeah. There's just so much going on. Um, my favorite quote of all time is this George Bernard Shaw quote about like, this is the true joy in life being used for a purpose defined by yourself as a mighty one is part of it. And then the other part is like being used up when you when I die is part of the quote. And I, mm. I
0: think
1: about that a lot, not in a morbid way, but I do think about no. you know, life is so precious and we only have so much time. And I just am always trying to. I don't know, learn, spend time with people I care about, work on things that fire me up. And I think that sort of drives some of this, maybe free spirit, creative energy. I would say my brother is also incredibly creative. I think my parents did something with playing lots of music for us growing up <laughs> or just always being supportive of us, trying and experimenting with new things. And I'm so grateful for that. So I think that's part of it too. It
0: goes a long way. Your parents always uh, were introducing you to new new styles of music and uh, new new foods and you're you're like the you're like okay I'm the nine-year-old who's eaten sushi before you know but, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I
1: think there's something to that both my brother and I are extremely into all kinds of creative stuff like that so
0: that's you know I it's funny I was uh I just did like a general Google search to try to, you know, gather some also additional insights. And I saw that you were uh, also an adrenaline junkie a bit. So is that something that, uh, does that still hold up today? Are you still, are you, are you skydiving as well? What, do you, what uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about that too.
1: Yeah, I think the general theme in all of this is I really thrive in uncomfortable situations. You
0: really do. You really do. I think that's.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love, um everything from running in the bulls in Spain. I was like, yes, sign me up. Whoa, uh, really? That's uh, stuff like that. And then two years ago, my brother and I kidnapped my mom, blindfolded her and we all went skydiving together. Uh, stuff like that. That's
0: uh, yeah. That's my, that's kind of my nightmare for some reason. I'm very much into like, I love stuff like that, but skydiving seems like such a, uh, that's like the ultimate surrender to me for some reason, you know? Um, um yeah. But, uh, no, so, so thriving in the, in the uncomfortable, that does seem to be like kind of a common theme for you. What would you, you know, what would you tell the people that are, uh, you know, trying to bring this back to this idea of the big shift and people that are wanting to go after what they want to, um, what are maybe some of these practical ways that you encourage yourself to keep because not everybody's addicted to it. And maybe, maybe, I mean, I would imagine that maybe you do every now and then reach a point in life where you're like, I am a little nervous about this. Like, do you have something that you tell yourself before you just go for it?
1: I am not sure about the specific thing I'd tell myself, but I'd say the general advice I would have for anybody is just to get started. Like, it's, it's so easy to just say, like, oh, tomorrow, like it's not the right time. Or like, oh, maybe when I'm here, or when I'm there. And there's just, it's just so easy to let the time go by. And so I think just putting, just getting started. And even, 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 if it's, even if it's in a really small way, if you're thinking about starting something new, finding ways, like reach out to people who are doing these things you're thinking about maybe doing and ha- see, most people are so excited to share and help other people, especially if it's a topic they're excited about. So just strongly encourage anything you can do to start to explore these things you've been thinking about and just commit to yourself, you know, I'm going to reach out to X many people or whatever it is, something really Mm -hmm. small. And then before you know it, you're going to be well on your way. Something
0: Absolutely. No, I think that's, uh, I think that's amazing advice for anybody that that's uh wanting to get started and you know going after something or just generally going kind of leaning into the unknown or the uncomfortable um is uh yeah that's that's amazing advice um something i wanted to touch on too was obviously you went to uh stanford and you attended their program over there i was hoping that you could you know tell me a little bit about it and how it influenced you and yeah your 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 story with that as well uh
1: yeah uh, I was so lucky to spend the past couple of years there it, in a lot of ways when friends ask what business school is, like I say, it's everything in my opinion, high school should have been, you know, you learn how to do your taxes and how to handle your finances and uh, how to have difficult conversations and thinking about what a meaningful life learn means to you. And yeah. all, of that, all these really big things were so, so valuable. But of course, above everything else was just the people there, right? the people and the professors included, the friends I made, the professors, the speakers were all so, so helpful in helping me think meaningfully about what I, what I would want to do next and giving me the confidence to feel like I could take this leap into entrepreneurship. I'm just so inspired by everyone that was around me there and felt lucky to spend these
0: past couple years there. That sounds like it was a really transformative experience for you. And I mean, Mm -hmm. this, this led you to being able to start this, this startup, right? Like you met your 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 co-founder in this this program as well, is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. I was so lucky to meet my friend, now co-founder, Chris. We'd always been friends because we love healthcare and we're at business school. And uh, yeah, I just, it was so nice to have, I now, I don't underappreciate how nice it is to be founding a company with somebody that I already knew as a person first and just know that I could trust them and knew what they were about and feel confident taking the leap together.
0: Sure really yeah that is a that is like a different dynamic shift right going from being a friend to all of a sudden going on this venture together so what would you say to anybody that's like you know considering what partners should they you know join up with like what gave you that reassurance and uh you know I'd, i'd love to hear about that too
1: yes there there's a lot of content out there about that process that i highly encourage people to go take a look at but um I can't emphasize enough the importance of making sure you're taking the leap with the right person and really aligning early on with what is the kind of vision we have for this company? What kind of organization do we want to build? What are our roles and responsibilities and goals and making sure all of those line up? Sometimes they're not the easiest conversations. So the earlier you can have them, the better. And to -hmm. whatever extent you can explore something together. Early on is, is great too because you can already start to get a feel for how do we work together? What does that feel like? And even now, Chris and I were so lucky to be friends and have this background working on this in a class together. But uh, even now, we do feedback every very regular feedback sessions with each other and make sure we're really operating in a way that's helping us both feel secure and excited about what we're doing every month and week. And all
0: that. Yeah. And does uh, so does Chris feel a different, you know, skill set than, than you do as well. Like what's, uh, you know, obviously you're, you're leaning into the uncomfortable and, uh, it seems like you're a real, you know, starter, right? Like you'll get things going. Uh, so I'd love to hear, you know, how do you, how do you find somebody with the personality traits and, and ability to fill in some of the things that maybe aren't your, you know, necessarily your highest strengths.
1: Yes. Chris and I were super lucky in this way. We're super complimentary. Another way you could put what we qualify me as is just kind of shameless because I love discomfort, which has been really helpful for us on, you know, getting out there and talking to people who would be potential customers, potential advisors. Um, that's, that's been really helpful there just for me on the growth side and selling and marketing the business. And Chris is an absolute wizard when it comes to building anything. Mm. I'm so blown away. Uh, he was a product manager for four years at United Healthcare Group, and just the way he's managed a team of developers to build such an incredible product and in design in such a short time has been unbelievable. I such a black box to me. It's very impressive. <laughs> so,
0: really that's, lucky. Uh, yeah. that's very lucky. That's no, that's so special to be able to find somebody that. Uh, yeah, it covers that side of things. And then, you know, on the other side of it, Chris is like, I would, you know, I don't know, I, I get I don't know, Chris, obviously, but I would imagine, you know, if you're not the one that's uh, amped up to go talk to people and, and, you know, make those necessary connections to move the business forward, then um, you're really grateful when you can find somebody that is able to lean into the lean into the uncomfortable and uh, yeah, you know, shamelessly go after something.
1: Um, Yeah. yeah, yeah, No. And and Chris definitely does in his his own way too. We have different styles, but um, yeah, in general, we're very complimentary and are very aligned on just the direction we want to go, which has been invaluable.
0: Amazing. Um, And, you know, so kind of going from, you know, your entire career uh, from, you know, point A to where you're at now, um, it, it seems like and this is something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is obviously, compounding interest is one of the most like uh, interesting th- you know ph- phenomenons that's that's out there, just in the sense of uh, its seemingly limitless ability to grow and grow and grow and grow. but i I like to think about, you know, compounding efforts and uh, the ability to invest in yourself every single day and and push yourself and lean into failure. Um so, What would you, uh, you know, how would you say that you relate to maybe your ability like to invest in yourself daily and, uh, you know, focus on um, like your ability to grow over a long period of time by focusing on the, on the daily? Is that something that, uh, you know, you, you are conscious about at all or?
1: Um, Just to make sure I understand the question. Sure, sure. Yeah. You mean like, how do I sort of manage weeks or just like progress across different dimensions of life is that kind of yeah
0: yeah so on a, yeah thank you for uh, I'll, let me break it down a little bit differently um, so on a you know whenever you're looking at you have this you know really big maybe one year goal or anything like that how do you get to a point where you're saying I am going to um, on a daily basis you know push myself as hard as I can to uh, achieve these, these mini goals so that at the end of the year, I can, you know, reflect back and see, you know, that I've invested in myself and, and compounded my, compounded my, my skills to the point where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, unrecognizable to the person I was two years ago, or however long ago. Um, what are these little, little things that you do? I know we've dove into a little bit of that, but I'd love to hear anything else that you do to kind of keep yourself sharp and focused on these things.
1: Yeah, definitely. A couple things that came to mind when you said that just really encourage everyone to move their to-do lists to their calendars. If you're anything like me, if it's not on my calendar, it's not happening. So Mm -hmm. I, every week, every two weeks, I'll try to shift everything that I want to get done from a list somewhere into here's the exact window of time when I'm going to do this thing. I also think there's something really powerful about time boxing. A lot of tasks and activities in general will take as much time as you give them. So sometimes I'll do a fun exercise for me where I'll think something will take way more than half an hour, but I'll say, I'm going to do as much as I possibly can in 30 minutes and see how far I get. And uh, so I'll do a lot of stuff like that. The other thing you made me think of is I color code my calendar, which is nice on this point of balance. Mm. So I really clearly and easily can take a look at my calendar every week and say, is this right? Is this sure?" Is there too much green? Do I need more yellow? Like, where, where, am I, where am I missing? What's off here? Uh, so, those are some things if they're ever helpful.
0: Those are those are so helpful. I'm about to just like take notes of all of these, and uh, I'm about to color code my entire my entire calendar. I color code, but maybe not in that way though. Um, so that's uh, I think that's a that's a really really amazing tip. Um, so, Missy thank you so much for, for hopping on this with us. Um, I wanted to, you know, give you the floor. Could you just tell us a little bit about what's in the future for you? Where can people find you? Um, you're going to be doing really big things. And like I said, at the beginning, you're, I, I, you're, you're moving at seemingly warp speed. So I don't think anybody's going to be able to completely ca- ever catch up with you, but you know, in the, for, for right now, how could, how can people find you?
1: Yeah, no, I would love to connect with anyone who or anyone who wants to talk about goals or digital health or starting a company, you name it. And you can always find me at Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-S-A at BeamingHealth.com. I also feel free to reach out to me on any social media platform. Uh, And yeah, always happy to, always happy to connect. I love meeting new people.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, it was amazing to get to meet you. Finally, I've heard such great things um, that that is uh, that is it for this episode of the gym podcast. Uh, everybody, you know, follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok uh, and be you know on the lookout for for future episodes and go check out all of uh, all of everything that Missy has going on right now. All right. Well, thank you so much, Missy. And uh, yeah, have a great day. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Gem Series, the podcast for anybody dedicated to investing in themselves. Stay tuned for our next episode and look in the links below for resources that you can use for yourself. Until next time, this is Blake Chapman and remember to be awesome and do awesome things.